Welcome everyone to Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne. It's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today we have Eric Balance, who is a conscious business curator, host, visionary, and integrator for conscious entrepreneurs and world-renowned artists. He has spent time as a Tony Robbins Platinum Partner and raised his visibility by consulting with top names in business development in the business development industry. Eric founded Balance Media Ventures and the Resilient Minds podcast to raise the levels of awareness in community and to challenge thought leaders around the world by offering them an opportunity to share and be vulnerable with their insights and their journeys and hoping, you know, all, all for the, the, the benefits of hoping it would allow others to see that leadership is about leading yourself and building a powerful relationship with yourself. With that said, welcome to the show, brother. Grateful, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it's a it's a blessing and an honor, my friend. Thank you for doing what you do. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's there's uh, you know there's definitely a lot uh, to cover. You've got you're doing some interesting work. You've got a really interesting backstory. So before we get into all of that, if we just strip away the titles, you know, that identify you with your work and so forth, and your your mission and whatnot, and everything I read in the bio, just who is Eric? Who's the human today in front of us? Fucking student, bro. Just the, like a curious child, bro. Uh, student of life, man. Uh, really don't know anything. Just really figuring out as I go in a, in a place of awe and inspiration, wonder and curiosity. I think everybody in my life as a teacher. Um, and I really yearn for more and more knowledge everywhere I go. Um, not in the space of like needing it, but just in the space of, uh, knowing that we really are so infinite. And so everybody has this profound identity, this profound, uh, uniqueness that also, mm. uh, encompasses the whole, the whole of us, the whole, of uh, uh, infinite wisdom that comes through each person, especially if you're paying attention. Yeah, that's the that's definitely the caveat right there. I mean, that's where I think we'll probably align quite well on the paying attention piece and and what we can do to help, you know, further that or help amplify, I guess you could say, that that skill of paying attention and that self-awareness that I think we all deserve. Where did all that come from? I mean, why don't you share a little bit of backstory of, of your journey? Because I know, you know, it didn't I don't think you were at a place like that you know, uh, in your early, early years, let's just say. No, I mean, I, you know, my early years are, are definitely a, a complete different contrast. And, uh, you know, you, it, it's beautiful because I always say, uh, to know what you want, you really need to know what you don't want. Yeah. And there's so much wisdom in that. Uh, there's just so much presence and gifts in that, uh, where we can really understand that contrast is so necessary for our becoming. It's so necessary for our, our unfolding in our journey. And if we take the time to go through that with like the difficult, the difficulty. And, and it, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny because people will say to me, Eric, there's like, there's like difficulty and then there's like Eric difficulty. There's like 
it was like a different level that you you really stepped into. And, and it's not my choice. It's because I, you know, when I was young, was curious. And I was curious in the darkness. Yeah. And so it just, it it's it was something that like I needed or my soul needed to understand. Uh, and what did those, what does that darkness mean? Well, for me, it was drugs. It was violence. It was gangs. It was danger. It was a, a space of, you know, feeling like my life wasn't worth it. it was the unworthiness and like having zero fear uh, of death. Wow. And it, it's interesting because that edge of not fearing death from the dark side uh, brought me to a place where I was so close to it. And interestingly enough, you know, every time being kind of brought back to life through the infinite love of my parents, through yeah. our, our great teacher, our creator that runs, and I really feel is embodied through their presence and the way that they show up in my life regularly to this moment. Bless their hearts. Thank you for them. And yeah. well, I heard you say, Eric, at one point, you said, you I wrote this down, your dad peed in a cup and saved my life. Yeah. Or saved your life. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, that's and, and this powerful. is profound. This is profound. Like, so, so, I mean, we went to rehab and I've been in it, like trying to get into rehab multiple times. They, in Canada, we had to do like a, a detox before we can get into the actual rehab center. And um, my Seems dad. Seems kind of strange. Which is, which for me was really strange too, but. You know, Bonneville was about three hours uh, away. And every okay. time we would stop at a gas station, I would fucking just blitz one and get high. Right? And my dad knew. <laughs> and um, of course he knew. I mean, we're on our way to rehab, but I don't want to be in rehab. But he's like, we'll figure it out, whatever. Like, I'll get you in there. And we get there. And just before we go, we like pull over, dad pees in a cup um, you know, we put it in a bag, gives it to me, I put it under my armpit, get inside, you know, the counselor like takes me to the bathroom, you know, I, I pour it in, like pretend like I'm being, he put, he looks at the cup, feels it, is like, this is cold. And it looks at me and I'm like with this like face of please help me. Please help me. Yeah. Uh, and this man, bless his soul, was like, you're in. Oh wow! And it it, it was it, it was a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, they're not. They know they're there to like save lives, and I I think that you know the the counselor, the specific, like he just knew that he like that this was my last shot. Yeah. So why was this? You said you you had been before, or you were trying to go to rehab. Like, why do you think this time was the one that? that got you through and got you to the other side and essentially I think set the, the path that you're on now. So it, it was the question, it was the question of my father. Um, he asked me if I can do this for my future self. Oh, big question. And so although my soul and my spirit was like, yes, let's do this. My body was like still addicted. So my ego was still trying to get out of it and, and create uh, escape right feel like the victim feel like the persecutor you know feel like oh it's rescuing me and taking me to get high but like the higher self 
which was coming through not just me, but my father, that counselor, uh, and all my environment. And this was the wisdom, bro. Because my higher self, our higher self, the collective awareness of our great teacher was coming through a greater discovery to help me. And I was able to see it. I was able to recognize it and I was able to pay attention to it. And, and what, what's even more beautiful was people could see it in me. Okay. Wow. But how did you, how, cause there's one thing to, to experience that, you know, that, that insight or feel that level of awareness and, and like, really connect with a question of, of, yeah, my future self deserves better, I think is kind of probably where this was, where this was going. But it's another thing to keep that vibe going on when the inevitable dips, you know, like in this case, obviously addiction, but I mean, I, I would say that many of us are, are suffering from addiction daily, just different forms of it, whether that's technology or food or whatever. So it's, it's, I feel like it comes in, in waves, right? What helped you during those times where the wave would come back and the future self didn't necessarily, wasn't as strong, let's just say. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you, you asked this question because there, there were so many dips. In fact, you know, there were multiple times where I wanted to relapse, right? Uh, and... You know, I mean, even I can tell you when I got divorced from my ex-wife uh, because I wanted to go after like a deeper, meaningful mission in my life. There was a moment there where my old self came back. And I mean, this was like already a decade later and was wanting to go back and use. And so mm. it, it's interesting because... I remember feeling so much pain and so much uh, suffering in that moment. And I remember like wanting to go and, and I had a cat at that time. Her name is Pickle or was Pickle at the time. T today she's with a friend. Her name's Luna. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Pickle to Luna. <laughs> yeah. So she uh, sat on my chest and wouldn't move and was like this and would purr and I was crying and super sad. Uh, and I woke up the following day with just this overcoming energy of I can fucking accomplish anything. If I got through that, that, that valley of getting through like some of the most uncertain and like the biggest, what I would call contrast of going back to that, on like that, that, that suffering that I, that I knew existed because it was in my body from like a past experience. Yeah. I said to myself, like, I'm going after it all the way. I'm going after it all the way. Like there was a reason that this, this marriage didn't work out. It's because you see something really profound in this, this soul, this beautiful furry furball. Um, she, guided me back to like my highest self in, you know, these pure souls, whether they're dogs, cats, horses, uh, you know, animals, they're pure children. <laughs> they're so pure. Yeah. Um, we just need to listen to them. And if we can actually become aware of what they're saying, they can guide us in ways that we find unimaginable. 
The thing is, we're so often stuck in our minds as humans. And so we try to escape into a composition or an awareness of technology or sex or alcohol or drugs or, um, you know, whatever the case is to to really uh, escape the fucking reality. And the reality is actually the most beautiful moment if you allow yourself to live there because we're so stuck in either the future or the past. Yeah, for sure. And it's the, yeah, no, I, I, I can't agree with you more. So even, you know, d- drawing the link there, because I imagine this, this is what helps you, you know, even today, bring you to the present moment. Like who serves that, who or what serves that role of Pickle or Luna today? I mean, to me, that's our great teacher. I, I call it our creator. I call sure. it universe. I call it source. And that's inside of each and every one of us. Um, I really believe, you know, that there, if we really believe it, you, you deeply believe in a level of one in the connection of one, uh, then we can really start to understand that that power is connected and interconnected and it brings us all together. And so this awareness is something that we can all have direct access to. The thing is, is that we've been so taught by the external circumstances of society's expectations and patriarchal misrepresentation that we've been so focused on just the egoic perspective of keeping it ourselves. And so this this separation of illusion has created so much uh, miscommunication because we are not communicating from a true sense of self, so from the, from the true identity. Instead, we're communicating from the small and, and, and hurt and uh, unhealed and wounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you then, for in terms of any tools, rituals, practices, what has helped you, you know, still play you know play big and and not kind of shrivel into the small because to your point i mean i think you know and i see this all the time with my work and i fall victim to this every now and then as well because it's the like we're surrounded by the opposite of everything that you're talking about essentially all the time and it's like we don't have the 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 mental fitness and the and the awareness or some foundational belief systems and tools and whatnot to you know, zoom out and, and put up a little bit of self-defense and navigate, you know, the, the nonsense that is out there, then it's, it's an inevitable that we're, you know, you're going to, you're going to land in a place where your mind doesn't feel good. And I mean, we're seeing it statistically speaking across the word world. I mean, there's a, there's a crisis when it comes to the health of our minds. So it's, it's not shocking. Um, and one of my big missions or goals in, in with this show and really any of the work that I'm doing is to provide not necessarily a recipe or prescription, because I think we're all very, you know, individual humans, but just share, you know, for example, what works for you so that, you know, someone on the other side, myself included, be like, oh, I never thought about that from that perspective. Like I can implement, you know, that question or that practice. So what what are those things for you right now? Those rituals, those, those routines, all that kind of stuff. There's a space in, 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 in time in... Uh, that has always been where I needed to meditate and meditation was something that was like a profound moment of like, I needed to be so present. Um, 
to the thoughts that were coming through my mind. And although I don't meditate as much as I used to, I, I feel like I'm like meeting. And when I say meditation in the, in this context, I mean, sitting there, closing my eyes and being like in the space of like, I'm meditating, you know? Yeah. Um, now I've learned to be in meditation. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, what does that mean? Well, for anybody that's listening, you are literally your mind can take you away from the present moment if you allow it. And so you're actually walking around like a robot. And these are the things that, you know, you're, you're actually, you're, you're just meaninglessly walking around doing whatever you need to do, but your mind is not on task. You're totally erased. And like, like this is very like robotic. <laughs> and so autopilot, autopilot. Hundred percent. And so for me, waking up and really like, first of all, expressing like total gratitude that I just like made it back, that I'm here in physical <laughs> yeah. form once again. Like, thank you. I'm here. That gratitude makes me like lifts me right out of bed. It's like I jump, like jump right out of bed, and it's like I get an, I get another day on the playground. Another day on the playground, I'm here. I'm grateful. Thank you, my dear, great teacher. We're back. Let's keep going. And so now from this state, people are like, how does Eric have so much energy? How does he continue to be able to just go and go and go and communicate and go and communicate and do and go and be and all these things? And it's, it's, it's really understanding the level of identity that I am vibrating at in we all have that same identity. The thing is, is that I'm aware of it. Yeah. And so for me, it's this constant congruence of saying, okay, I have a responsibility. If my values are the most um, important way of me living, my principles and values, and for me, one of the great principles is integrity. Well, if I... I'm not leaving a situation, a circumstance, a conversation, a person, a relationship, an environment better than when I found it. Then I am not taking responsibility of my life. Yeah. So if that means that I am, am, am little limiting myself or if I'm not showing up to the fullest capacity, if I'm not finding solutions, if I'm not willing to take the the situation and understand it at a deep level where I either need to be or let me, because it's also not, doesn't always mean that I need to like find the solution. Sometimes I just need to listen. Mm -hmm. And the ritual is really about silence. Yeah. Superpower. And the silence allows me to understand to be informed the ritual of, of 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 meditation has always been mostly of unless it's a guided one it's mostly of silence being silent to the thoughts but if i'm constantly in a state of meditation and i'm silent and i'm listening to people and we're finding solutions or 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 listen or people are talking about problems well I believe it was Albert Einstein that said, you know, he's going to spend 95% of the time listening to the problem and then 5% of the time creating a solution. Mm -hmm. So how do we live our life? Yeah. Well, that's the presence again. Thank you. 
And this is how we become way more energetically inclined to the, the highest level of awareness in like in my experience. Mm -hmm. And as a result, focus on setting our intention and cultivating our awareness so that we can really take that attention, drive it into the mission that we're really making it happen. Yeah. So does that, what does that, that come down to? That comes yeah. down to really three things. It's our communication, whether it's listening, whether it's, you know, our physiology, right? Whether it's just paying attention to our facial expressions, our focus, and really taking care of our bodies. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? Like as I was, you know, listening to you, some some thoughts came to, came to mind, and 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 or reflections, I guess you can say. And the reflection was, well, like it's hearing you say this. I almost want to say, well, yeah, like obviously that makes sense, but we don't, it's not obvious, you know, obviously for 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 most of us as we're operating day to day. But if you're not present and your your mind's racing to all these other topics and narratives and whatnot, like just physically kind of see what that might look like in your mind. I mean, that that's exhausting. So no wonder we're, you know, we're left at the end of the day depleted and and not feeling energized. It's it's so ironic or interesting that presence in the silence is is the energizer like it doesn't seem intuitively like that would be the case but it, it very much is right um so the question i have or follow-up question to that that i have for you eric is it seems like there's some work that you've you've done or i know you've done some work prior uh to getting to where you're at right now to really get really clear on the mission and what you want for your life and so forth and i'm i'm projecting here so fill in the gaps but i assume some of that came from working pretty closely with tony uh robbins for uh and everyone that's listening i mean uh many of you have i wrote a bonus chapter for personal socrates and that was the first person that i covered as a as a bonus chapter so i'm i'm a big fan of a lot of his work my question is you know, even today, what what is still in check or in play from working with Tony and the team and, and doing that work? Like what really feels like it just fundamentally changed something for you? It's responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the way Tony shows up uh, was really something I remember saying to Sage, his wife, I said, I don't know why Sage, but like, I love Tony. I was still like super fanboy then, you know? And <laughs> she's like me too. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she, she actually came from like a really grounded place. And she's like, Eric, what you love about him is inside of you. And I was like, huh? Like, what does that even mean? You know, like super yeah. like deep, but like, it makes sense now, obviously. But like, I mean, to us, maybe it's obvious to, to maybe all of your listeners that like may not be aware of it. It's like, it's because it's the same energy. And so you can only mm -hmm. see in somebody else what you have inside of. Yeah. And so this was really profound for me. And, and, and then I, I told Tony, I remember I said, I said, I said to him, Tony, I love this mission. It's so beautiful. I'm going to carry it on. I'm going to carry on this legacy because you're not going to be around forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he laughed from again a higher state of awareness and he says to me 
you have no idea. You have no idea. You're in for a treat. Like you're going to create your own legacy. Mm. And this wow, that's like inspiring, right? It was right. And for me, this was something like for me, like again, at that time I didn't understand, but I anchored it regardless. I anchored it. Or when like, when we were at day with destiny and I got to speak to um, the ex the ex ex expression of um, really needing to, to make things happen. It gave me the capacity of anchoring that soul. So you were talking about, or you mentioned uh, date with destiny. I mean, that that's one of the probably more famous uh, events that, that Tony puts on. Um, but what, what I wanted to, I guess, acknowledge or bring up just because there's a lot of stuff that you can do, obviously, or that that anyone uh, has access to in terms of some of of Tony's teachings and whatnot, whether that's books, podcasts, and you know, free seminars and so forth. But like, you really had to lean in. I mean, financially, which I can't remember what the the, the total cost is, but you had to drop something. What was it, like twenty five grand <laughs> uh, as a deposit or something like that? Twenty five grand or twenty five hundred? I can't remember. either or. It's still a lot of money. Twenty five thousand. Um, yeah, twenty five. So even more, you know, that's that is significant. What, what intuitively allowed yourself to actually just lean in and do that? Because that was everything you had, from my understanding. Yeah, um, the big one. It, honestly, <laughs> it was it was everything, and um, really scared like everything out of me. But like the best part about it was this, bro. When I sat there and I remember being there and, and I'll get back to David Destiny because there's an important anchor there that I just want to bring up. Um, but before we go there, I do want to say that when I decided to, like, I remember being at UPW in London, in London and running up to Tony and saying to him, hey, Tony, do you remember me from Edmonton? And he was like, he actually, I said, hey, Tony, remember me? And he looked at me and he was like, Edmonton. And like, he turned his head like he does, Sonny does. Edmonton. Yeah. And the following day, his nephew calls me, or not the following, that evening, his, ne his nephew that I bought like tickets from and stuff like this, calls me and says, Eric, I'm going to get you moved up to the front to like get, be there with all the plots. And I was like, what does that even mean? But okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'm super grateful. Um, and then when I, so I got up to the front and I had the next two, three days, like with the plots in the front and I was just like, whoa, blown away, just blown away, bro. And full out, like all energy. I was like, people were looking at me like, who is this creature? This guy is crazy, but I didn't care because I was there for me, not to impress anybody and impress. Like I was there to learn. And I was there to unleash. I was there to figure out. And I knew that I had the teacher in front of me that was giving me the space to be fully myself, fully the energy of who I could be. And so he, yeah. he, it's like he gave me permission to just fucking go all out. And this to me was profound. I needed it because I, I needed to see that mirror. Again, not, not recognizing that, you know, this is what was happening. And at the end of the event, you know, I mean, they were talking about it the whole time. And I was like, oh, yeah, like fucking that crazy. But like thinking about it. And then finally, I walked up at the end of it, at the end of the whole event, you know, after playing all out. And I sat there and I talked to Scotty, uh, which is Sage's brother, Tony's brother-in-law. 
And I said, oh, bro, I like, I want to do this so bad, but I'm so scared. Like I, 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 you know, all my life money's been like such an issue and like terrified and like just so just, I, I remember feeling just like, so like, how am I going to figure this out? How yeah. can I, how can I figure this out? You know, I, I need, I need this. This is like everything for me. This is what's going to help me. I can feel it. I need it. And the intuition was like, Eric, you are worth so much more than this. You are worth so much more than any of this money that this fucking world talks about. You are infinitely invaluable. Your life is so fucking precious. And Scotty put his hand on my heart right when I was thinking that. And it was like, like, it's like he felt what I was thinking and he put his hand on my heart at the exact moment, bro. Mm. In that moment, I was like, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. One thing that, that comes to mind, I mean, that's powerful, super powerful, but I feel like there's probably people listening and I've been in this loop before and I'm sure you see this just working in personal development. There's like a narrative that, that, that runs that, well, of course they put you up front. They want to upsell you. Right. And we see this all the time through funnels and things like that online and whatnot. And I'd love to just like, cause you've, you were there, you were at a place where you needed that guidance. You needed that help. You invested the money. You've come out that other side. You work in this, in this world, like you've seen it. So I just, I'd love your perspective. Cause I'm sure this is not the first time that, you know, you've heard that narrative. You've probably thought that yourself and in, in maybe in that situation or others, but I would just love to, you know, having, since you've gone through this to just get your thoughts on knowing what's intuition and what's right versus am I just being taken advantage of? Cause yeah. there are people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I think, uh, when we disassociate ourselves from money, I mean, like, forget the fucking thing that it's called money, you know? And we, we recognize that it's a source of energy exchange and uh, that our energy is infinite. And we then recognize that, wait, like, where did money come from? It came from a mind. It came from somebody's belief system. Yeah. And we're using it like it's God. And so if you stop disassociating yourself and making money the god well guess who becomes the creator of your life not the money anymore yeah the money is just a tool money is just a tool money magnifies the person you are and you see this is the thing is so many people allow money to be the driver money to be the direction money to be it was funny because like literally we're talking like the lady needed money for the cleaning <laughs> like yeah. we're talking about the money now, you know what I mean? Like I needed to give her cash, you know, like, so it's so fascinating, right? Like, and so interestingly enough, like this is the driving force of energy exchange. And so if you believe you're infinite and if you believe that you're priceless and you see an opportunity that your intuition is recognizing something that is a must, you will do anything to make it happen. And money won't be the obstacle. Money will, 
Money will not be the obstacle because you know that that money is just a tool to get you to your next objective, your next level, your next opportunity. Well, this now makes sense why you started Balance Media. <laughs> it makes a, makes a lot of sense. I mean, what is it now that you, like what fundamentally, what are you trying, how are you trying to help people out there, you know, essentially live the, the life that they deserve and live to their full potential and, and, you know, tap onto or tap into some of the stuff that we've been talking about. Well, remember I said, you, um, they would destiny. So when I was pulled on stage, uh, they, um, I was with like, I was with this, like in, in front of like 3000 people in Australia and on stage for like 45 minutes working on my mission. Like they were helping mm. me embody and anchor my mission in the way that I was saying it, in my physiology, in my, in my tonality, in my focus, in, in the, in the language. And there were every single time I would say it, the whole crowd would just go, like erupt. And then they would yeah. give me feedback. So I was getting feedback from people from all over the audience, great speakers, uh, you know, platinum leaders, uh, some of the lions, uh, you know, people back up in gold, you know, trainers out from, you know, Joseph on stage, you know, Tony, you know, watching me, you know, from, from like, because that's, that was the, one of the one times that Tony like was so sick that he wasn't able to be on stage. And so, so uh, beautiful okay. because I was able to hold that presence and learn from the audience. Yeah, that's powerful. That's, that's some serious energy. And I, and, I, and I was feeling it and I was connected to it and I didn't feel scared. I was able to hold that presence without Tony there. Yeah. This was, this was, it was just, this was a sign. This was something profound. And, I, and, and, and it was beautiful because the mission was, I am here to embody loving and courageous wisdom and to empower myself and others. Mm. powerful and this my brother was an anchor and every single time people were just like you brought go and go and go and this was an anchor point of knowing what a responsible decision is going to make and so this gave me a capacity that i needed to discover because it was something that still was like even though it was an anchor point and there was a deep discovery i i was like scared to walk into that identity bro yeah super scared how'd you do it well lots of failure <laughs> sure but you kept the you kept the mission front and center i i assume right like well, you're yes and so uh with a lot of mistakes you know like i i focused on when I, whenever I was in a relationship with somebody and I, and it didn't work out, how, how could I like, okay, what do I need to do to learn more about myself? Because something is, I am not empowering myself enough. I am not. And then I started to take more responsibility and I took more responsibility and I, it was I never tried to blame anybody else out of any relationship or business circumstance or leadership team or the way that I was like building the businesses. I was like, what can I do better? What can I do better? What is it about my energy that I need to take more responsibility for? How can I not be a victim of this situation or a persecutor or a rescuer and really like tap away from that ego and step into a challenger or a coach or a creator of my life? 
And so this became the capacity of saying, okay, well, if I am going to really literally walk into these shoes and step into these shoes and help others challenge others, coach others, and help others create and create my own life, well, then I need to first learn how to educate myself and others. I need to learn how to empower myself and others. And I need to learn how to entertain and have some fun with myself and others. And if I decide to do that in a, in a way that I can communicate my knowledge and awareness in a very grounded way because I'm paying attention enough to different maps of the world and maps of awareness because everybody looks at the lens from a different perception. But if I have enough compassion to understand that I've been through all of that because I have and I've been able to navigate different levels of awareness and, and dance through the, the awakened spaces and, and the unawakened ones and the unconscious ones. And so as a result of being able to have compassion for myself, because I knew all of that shit was so fucking difficult. Now I can walk into any situation with any person from any space of awareness, culture, identity, and hold that space of grace because grace comes through all of us, but we have to experience a belief is a poor substitute for an experience. Once we have an experience, we know how to ultimately activate the belief systems around everybody because we've been able to play with that level of energy. And that's mm. what Balanced Media Ventures really unifies is understanding that ecosystems, ventures, business, artists, conscious entrepreneurs really bring together an awareness of unified intelligence. And so as us coming together, we can actually cultivate so much more in the physical world. It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. It's, um, you know, I, for one, I'm excited that, that we've connected and can at least do, you know, a small part on my side to, to share the, the work and, and, you know, essentially help the, the ripple effect of your mission, you, you know, project out there in this world in, in, in the way that I can, because it's just, you know, just, there's just no downside to, doing this kind of work that's the beauty I, mean, I know you and i are probably biased given this is what we do but it's really you know uh, a loop or a ripple effect that just keeps on giving uh to to many people around the world that we can't even fathom how many you know how much change and how much impact that this kind of stuff can have so i want to thank you for taking time uh, I know you're in Dubai right now, um, you know, doing, working with different clients and whatnot. It's time zones are a bit wild over there, knowing, having some relatives that live in, in Dubai. So thank you for prioritizing the time and for all the work that you're putting out in this world. Any, uh, any final thoughts that you want to leave with the crew over here? I just wanted to thank you, bro, um, for really putting this together and for being so patient with, you know, some of the Wi-Fi's and this and that, you know, it's just like, you know, just your kindness and compassion to the circumstances, uh, you know, especially last week we were going to do this and then all of a sudden it didn't work out, but like you were amazing. And just like, you know, more than the ripple effect, what I'm most excited about is just like learning from each other, bro. And like, I, I learned from you and I, I, I look forward to, you know, cultivating the relationship and, and certainly, you know, manifesting even more as a result of, of, bringing, you know, each other together. And, uh, yeah, just thank you, and, you know, yeah. for putting this together because this is so needed and so important in this time, in this, in this reality. And, uh, 
you have a courage. You know, we all have a courage by by speaking our voice, by holding presence for others, and by willing to, you know, share. Uh, because if there's something that we all do have, it's a great story in all of us. Oh, cheers to that. Received in the heart here. Thank you. Right back at you. And uh, wishing you all listening an incredible day and just a thriving mind in life. Be well, everyone. 